You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. COVID-19 is an emotive subject and also a divisive one, particularly in the United Kingdom. And the discussion around COVID has become even more rarefied recently with the announcement that so-called Freedom Day is going to be July the 19th when restrictions will be lifted at the behest of Boris Johnson, the UK Prime Minister. The pandemic changed a lot about the way we live and work. Now people are wondering what will be the lasting changes on daily life, society and the economy. COVID changed a lot for companies too. Investors need to figure out what will be the lasting legacy of COVID for UK businesses. What are the new risks and opportunities for equity investors? With me now is Matt Evans, Portfolio Manager, UK Sustainable Equity, 91 in London. It doesn't go away, does it? It, It's forever in our minds and for, for many people it may well be there for many years to come yeah absolutely i mean it's been an incredible 18 months and as you said it just doesn't seem to be going anywhere fast um i think if you cast your mind back to the start of this pandemic there was huge concern uh, and worry about how we would ever get through it and there's been huge strides which is encouraging with vaccines and treatments and and we really have seen hospitalizations look to be cut which is great but you know, uh, as we sit here today, this Delta variant is uh, leading to quite significant upticks again and just reminding everybody that uh, we're certainly not through this uh, completely and everyone's going to have to be aware, uh, individuals and companies, about how we proceed uh, going forward. Yes, indeed. What about uh, companies in the UK sustainable equity portfolio? Or more broadly, what do you think have been the big lessons for UK corporates of the last year and a half? Some may be keeping up quite well, others falling back a little bit. What's your view? Generally speaking, I think there's been an incredible reaction by UK PLC to deal with the challenges of the pandemic. No one had seen anything like this before. So the speed in which companies reacted initially to protect their own workforces how do you run a factory or a call centre or how do you manage a fleet of vehicles with dual operators or keep an office safe in a COVID secure way? We generally saw companies react very quickly, adapting, putting in processes in place to keep people safe where they had to come to work or allowing them to work from home. Um, they also then had to consider, you know, supply chains. You know, how did you support a supply chain um, to ensure that you got critical supplies through? How did you have to consider maybe this move to more local uh, suppliers? And then your customer bases, you know, how are you going to support them in this, this new world? How are you going to change? And there has been significant transitions that's taken place uh, on a digital basis across it to support your employees, but also supply chain and those customers. And there has been a cost to that. And we've seen some companies do very well out of selling technological solutions. Uh, for that, they were some early winners in this pandemic. But all companies have had to adapt. And uh, we've seen that sort of continue as time's gone on. And we've seen companies, you know, such as Kanos, which provides digital solutions to the government. Yeah. They've always done that. They converted the car tax system to online. But this has been accelerated, not just because of the pandemic, but also actually due to Brexit. But companies like that have been very well placed to continue providing their services with more demand. Is there so a difference? Seen, sorry to interrupt you. Is there a marked difference between certain companies? I mean, for example, the way that the best companies, in your view, have responded and, and how, how are they doing it differently? Yeah, I think, as I suggested earlier, I think in general, the response has been pretty good across the board. I think the best companies are those that really 
do seem to understand the role that all stakeholders have in their business. And they've not only just protected their own staff and their employees, but they've looked deeply into supply chains. Uh, some of the best companies we've seen have been very proactive with their supply base to extend credit, as example, to SMEs to ensure that they can still keep that supply chain open. Yes, it's a good thing to do, but actually it was critical to their own business to keep those suppliers uh you know, solvent and able to supply them as things reopened. So that's really been the difference. Those that have understood the deeper relationships across the entire supply chain and with the broadest range of stakeholders, rather than just being too inwardly focused, focused and just protecting their own initial business and their own workforce. Speaking of initial, was there an initial response and then uh, more lasting changes put in? And will those lasting changes last? In other words, have things changed forever? Yeah, I think the initial responses was protect your own people, understand your supply chains. Uh, but actually, in quite a lot of instances, you know, financially, you know, did you have enough financial resources? Was your balance sheet strong enough? So those initial responses focused on that. Get your own people sorted and protect your balance sheets. I think that was, you know, first three to six months. The lasting changes, I think, have come as people have really understood um, what the pandemic might mean to their industry and their business. And I think some of the lasting changes are those that have maybe seen opportunities and be able to invest, you know, earlier on because they had the strength of balance sheet, they had the financial position to do this and the real understanding of how their industry was going to evolve and taken maybe brave decisions to start investing ahead of the curve into new products that could provide solutions to you know, a, a changing world and environment, um, you know, an example being, say, Hotel Chocolat, which had um, retail stores that were closed. So they accelerated um, investment into their online offering to ensure that they can um, improve that service. And they just brought forward investments that were planned over the next three years and delivered them far more quickly. So those are lasting changes. They now expect, you know, well over 50 percent of their sales to come from that online offering which is a huge shift from being a store rollout business. Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there will be lasting changes. Um, but what has to change as well is, I suppose, the attitude of investors. If the world has changed in some way, which I believe it has, what are the lessons for investors? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be an interesting environment going forward. The, the key lessons um, that I think we be, we're beginning to, to really learn and discuss is that broader role that business plays on society and the environment. And all companies have an impact through their own operations, but also through their products and services. As investors, the greater understanding we can have about the role that each individual business and industry plays, I think the greater the opportunity we have to invest our clients' money into those areas of the market that can have a really positive, lasting impact on society and the environment. As an investor, and let's specifically reference 91 in this regard, what's different about the way you might assess an investment in the current environment? So to adequately analyse a company today and consider what it is that a company will offer a portfolio in this environment, I think it's really important to understand the medium and longer term outlook. So I think we have spent more time trying to understand the environment in which companies are serving and how those are likely to shift into the medium and longer term. Shorter term today, you've had a huge pandemic. There is great opportunity for short term rebound in profitability. 
which many companies might experience. But actually, can that be sustained? Is it really products and services that will be fit for purpose, you know, into the medium and longer term as we see this continual transition towards a more sustainable future? So our view is to be medium and long-term investors and look to understand businesses that are well-placed to deliver products and services fit for purpose in that medium and longer term duration. And that's something we've focused even more on post uh, coming out of this pandemic. As always, when there's a risk, there's also an opportunity and some companies will take that opportunity. What type of companies do you think have a better chance of outperforming in this new environment, whether it be a particular sector or it doesn't matter what the sector is, it's just their attitude towards COVID? Yeah, I I think it is that... um, it's as much the attitude. So there's always going to be sectors that are structurally better placed than others. But even in some of those more structurally challenged sectors, perhaps, those companies that are forward thinking and are able to adapt and be at the front end and provide products and services that can help, uh, you know, their customers deliver, you know, elements that are important to their agenda, we think are really well placed. So it's having that forward thinking attitude, investing ahead of the curve to be able to deliver their products and services in the most efficient way possible. That has a great opportunity to mean that they have a strong competitive advantage. And it's not just all about price. This is about quality and service and really understanding how those products and services they deliver can be delivered with sort of sustainability at the forefront of that. Final question, Matt. What about the new risks on the horizon for those that fail to adapt to this new and challenging world, whether it be a risky or an opportune rich world? What do you think? Yeah, I I think, um, you know, in general, uh, risks remain. And it's about being really proactive and on the front foot and adapting to this evolving environment. And there's no getting away from the role that digitalization is playing across a whole range of businesses. So being sure that you adapt and you invest to keep up with that transition is going to be a critical uh, part. But I think, you know, the opportunity set is there. All businesses need to adapt and need to think about how they can serve, the, how they can serve their customers in the best, best way possible. And we're seeing that across multiple sectors. You know, the waste industry is an example. Waste isn't going anywhere, but to be able to ensure that you serve those customers in a sustainable way, you can actually deliver significant carbon savings for them that plays to their customers' sustainability agenda, which gives you a real reason to exist and offer something different. So it's being aware of that and then creating those products and services that can really support customers in a way that's important to them going forward. Matt, thanks so much for your insight. That's Matt Evans, Portfolio Manager, UK Sustainable Equity at 91 in London. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.